Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Afternoon, everybody. Welcome, afternoon drive. Goodman Mason, watch us milehighsports.com. You can reach us Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, not retail, but wholesale. Go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, I want to tell you about Sasquatch and Wildcard Casino. Their latest promotion, they're giving away a Tesla. I mean, that's unbelievable. Yeah, a Tesla. And if you don't want it, they're going to give you over $33,000 in cash instead. Grand prize drawings over the 4th of July weekend on the 2nd, 3rd, and 4th. While you're up there trying to win that Tesla, you can check out their sports book. They have great food as well. And they also have daily cash drawings. So much going on up there. It's a family-owned casino that treats you like family. Mace. Uh, you look like you have a new computer today. Well, it's my iPad. My uh, my computer uh, had a little bit of an incident. I think it's probably dead. There was smoke coming out one of the uh, portals of it earlier today. <laughs> and I smelled it before I uh, saw it, by the smoke. way. Smoke? How long did you have this computer? Uh, about five. It's, it's a five-year-old computer. No, it's about right. It, it's about smoking time at about five years. Yeah. I mean, it, it's funny because I just wrapped up a conversation over the weekend um, with my wife and saying, yeah, I, I think maybe I can get one more season out of this thing. Mm, and I, maybe one more day. I said, I, I, at least I said, maybe, I mean, I didn't like say, Oh, definitely we can get one more season out of it. So I don't feel like I jinxed it, but it's just, it was, you know, I'm just sitting there in the media room and I'm just like at, at, at the, the desk, uh, that, uh, that I have in the meet in the Bronco media room. And I'm, you know, what's that? And then, right. and then you see, uh, and you thought I was smoking. Hey, now. Too bad we don't have the Jim Carrey uh, drop from the mask. Smoking! Time now for the lead. <laughs> Good. The lead is presented by Smoking Dave's Barbecue and Brew. Colorado's best barbecue since 2007. Get some tonight in Denver, Longmont, Lions, and Estes Park. And how about that? Could we not have a more appropriate sponsor right after we discussed a smoking computer than our friends over at Smoking Dave's. Well, Danny's a very good producer. He is. He is. Oh, he is all over it all of the time. I know for sure that was planned. What wasn't planned was another blowout in San Francisco last night. This is what Michael Malone said following a second straight embarrassment to Golden State. "Quote: We just find a way to stay together, no matter what's going on, good or bad." Find a way to stay the course, stay together, because that's the only chance we have to be competitive in this series. If we are fragmented, we are breaking off into groups or individuals. Then we have zero chance of winning a game in this series. When people talk, usually what they are saying, the words that are coming out of their mouth are top of mind. So what does it say about Malone's mindset and his faith in this team after two consecutive embarrassing losses, I mean, they've checked every box when it comes to embarrassing losses. I don't know if they're missing a box. If there was a bingo card for losing in embarrassing fashion, they, they would have checked every single number vertically and horizontally. But what does it say about Malone's mindset that he used the phrase, that's the only chance we have to be competitive 
in this series instead of saying that's the only chance we have to win this series. That he knows the score, that he knows that this team is overmatched. The Warriors, I mean, this isn't just the Nuggets not playing well. The Warriors are peaking right Mm -hmm. now. The Warriors look like a team that can win the championship. This is what I would say to anybody, and I watch NBA basketball, but I don't watch the Golden State Nuggets for 82 games. I don't know how good Jordan Poole was going into this series. But if you watched enough Golden State basketball and you had watched Jordan Poole and you know what you're getting from Clay Thompson, and I understand that Steph Curry was hobbled coming into this series. Doesn't look hobbled anymore. Yeah, he looked lights, lights out last night. I mean, think about this for a second. Except when he got those gift foul shots. Yeah. Yeah. Think about this for a second. Steph Curry's coming out party, really, coming out party was against the Nuggets in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Now, nine, ten years later, Jordan Poole's coming out party, ironically, in the first round, is against the Denver Nuggets. If you knew a week ago what you know now about Jordan Poole, would you have picked the Nuggets in six games, or would you have picked the Warriors in six games? No. Right. I would, have picked, I would have picked five, right. like you did. I mean, I'm not trying to bury him. Our friend Harrison Wynn, we love Harrison. He picked the Nuggets to win this series. Yes. Okay? And he's probably not the only one who did. I will say this. When we talked with Harrison last week, it the path that he presented was incredibly narrow. Right. Oh, I'm, I'm, not, try, I'm not trying to Take, rag on him. I'm, 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 I'm defending. I said, I said you I know, planted I your flag, to, yeah. and a good for you if you're right. Yeah, I, I, I want to defend him there. It was... Sort no, I'm not of, taking yeah, a shot yeah, at him. He, sort of like he took I, a shot. Good for him. When I when I picked the Broncos to win Super Bowl 50, and I, I said, yeah, but I think I was on a radio station in Washington, D.C., and I said, yes, but it has to happen this way. And it basically, the ga- it was exactly what transpired in the game. There, that That's how it was for the Nuggets. And, I mean, hey, Nothing bad. They're just get they're just getting crushed right now. But I think the the one the, the thing is I don't know that they would be in great shape even if they were at full strength. I think they'd have a Who's punch, that? the Nuggets. I think they'd have a puncture's chance. They wouldn't be able to defend. I keep I keep banging that drum. But they you, but you, they would be able to keep pace better. Mm. They'd be able to keep pace. They're, they're, instead of losing by by twenty, they yeah, lose by ten. It would be instead of instead of one twenty six one oh six. It would have been, and the Warriors would have had to keep their foot on the gas. Last night would have been one forty to one thirty three. Right. This is what I find interesting, and I don't know how well you remember that playoff series um, against the Golden State Warriors back in the. Whatever. It was 2013, right? Yeah, it was 2012, 2013. All right. Well, you go back to that particular postseason. I don't want to say that. That was kind of Steph Curry's kind of coming out party. I mean, he was ridiculous in the playoffs that year. He he averaged 23 points a game. But here was the key. And and when this guy went out, I think all of us covering the team felt, man, David Lee is out of this series. Mm-hmm. And then Mark Jackson went to a three-guard lineup, and it was over. It was by necessity that Mark Jackson had to make a move and go to a three-guard lineup because he was missing his second-leading score of the season in David Lee. 
Now it was fa- Jarek Jarek Jack was the guy who's playing time, pardon the pun, right? Jacked up. That's right. Because of it. Right. So you have Jarek Jack, Clay Thompson, Steph Curry is a three guard lineup. Yeah. And now that Steph Curry is healthy, Steve Kerr gets to play with a three guard lineup in Clay Thompson, Jordan Poole, Steph Curry to the tune of eighty four points last night. And no one was good enough to guard any one of them. Let's talk about a guy who's getting bashed today. And that is Aaron Gordon. Armed with a nice extension. Four years, $92 million. We talked about Tim Connolly jumping the gun on Michael Porter Jr. I'll plant my flag on that, that that was a mistake. He should have waited. You almost have to wonder... Did Tim Conley pull the trigger too soon on Aaron Gordon? I talked to somebody who spent a lot of time around the Orlando Magic. And the problem that Aaron Gordon had with the Magic was he was depended on to be a scorer. And my buddy said to me, that's not what he does. He wants to play defense. He wants to be a role player, wants to grab rebounds. The fact that he's coming to Denver, he's not going to be looked at as a primary scorer. That's really good for him. So when he got here and the team started 9-1, and one, and you have Murray, and you have MPJ, and you have Jokic, and now you have Gordon playing the role that he should be playing, man, they first 10 games, they won nine of them. Yeah. Okay? And then after that, Tim Conley thought, this, this is my team. This is my team. The problem is, is that when they went into the playoffs, Gordon was good against Portland, And in the final three games against the Suns, poof, like magic, he disappeared. And in these two games, he has disappeared. And you truly have to wonder, does this guy, is this guy tough enough? Not, I'm not saying he's soft. I'm not suggesting that, that. but there is a certain type of toughness you have to have in the playoffs that we see from Draymond Green. Draymond Green can have a huge effect on a game scoring six points. Right, and the the other thing with Draymond Green, the way he plays, it is very much in the vein of they can't call everything. Right. So he is so physical, he's locking arms so often. And the reason he does it is because if you do in the playoffs, you do it to that degree... They're gonna. They're only going to call it if it's egregious. I got to tell you something though. It was very odd the way the game started. It's as if the Easter Bunny was the referees, and they were just handing out eggs to Jokic in the first three four minutes of the game. It was like okay. It was almost like they were trying to say, "All right, now now you happy? Right. We'll do it. We'll do it for the first three yeah. four minutes, and then after and that, now you're on your own. Yeah. Like okay, there. Now you can't complain. We called some against them, and then and then after that, I mean, like when when he when he got the second tee and he got ejected. Right. Um. Did he have a point? He absolutely had a point. Right. He was fault on that. Point. Yes, he was. L- by any by any sensible definition of it, he was fouled. But they just. They just didn't care. I mean, there were some really strange explanations. Doris Burke, Doris Burke, who is one of the best combo play-by-play analysts in the business, Mm -hmm. she was saying throughout game one, 
Jokic is getting hammered. He's not getting any calls. And then Dan Van Gundy was saying the same thing last night. Exactly. Jokic should have gotten mm-hmm. more calls, but even if he would have been to the foul line as much as Joel Embiid, I'm sorry, it would not have mattered. It really wouldn't have. He needs, talking about Jokic, he needs some help. You look at his overall numbers. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with those numbers. Are they Jokic-like? No, but they're still pretty darn good. He just doesn't have any help, and Aaron Gordon isn't helping him out, and and Will Barton isn't helping him out, and I understand yeah. the he, argument, Mace. He had 26 and 11 in 28 minutes last right. night. I mean, I understand the argument, okay, that some people are going to make, that when you go into the season where everybody's healthy, mm-hmm. Jokic is your first scoring option, then Murray, then MPJ, then Gordon, then Barton. In order, basically, that's what it is. Mm -hmm. And now number four is moving up to number two, but he's really not a scorer. Then you have number five moving up to number three, and night in, night out, you just don't know what you're getting from the guy. You have have a fringe starter who's who's your number three option. Don't tell him that. He is a starter in this league. Well, that's why I've such ass with him. I'm sure he could go to Orlando and... Start 82 games. I don't know if he could. Justifiably. I don't know if he could. Orlando, uh, have you seen their roster? Have you seen the Nuggets roster in these playoffs? He could could go to Orlando and start. He could go to OKC and start. Very few teams. You know, it's it's Jeremy Grant all over again, right? No, because Jeremy Grant's a really good defensive player and he can score. Yeah. But, Will Bull Barton should but only... Jeremy Grant, oh, should, but, should, but Jeremy Grant's not a number one here. He's a number one in Detroit. He's not a number one here. Jeremy Grant would be scoring in this series, and he'd be playing defense, and Will Barton does neither. With that, we know how embarrassing the final score was, but how we got there was even more, was even more embarrassing. Technical fouls, guys throwing the ball, arguments on the bench... This team looks like a hot mess, and what is Mike Malone going to do about it? Because if we're being completely honest here, he has to do something about this. It can't be status quo. We'll talk about it next. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman, Mason. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed. At Mace Denver, at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, I have been taking testosterone probably for the last six to seven years. And what did that entail? It meant I had to go to the doctor. I always had to run out and get blood work and obviously pay for it. And I was always at the pharmacy at least once a month, picking up stuff, picking up more stuff, the supplies, the testosterone, all that good stuff. With that, I just found a great company called Low T99. And this is so easy and so affordable and far more affordable than what I used to do. Low T99 is the first all-inclusive treatment for just 129 bucks a month. 
And if you've been on testosterone, you know 129 bucks a month is an absolute deal. They're going to send you the testosterone, the supplies, anything else you need for just 129 bucks a month. And that includes the price of lab work as well, which can be really pricey. So I don't have to go to the pharmacy anymore. And my appointments, I don't go to the doctor's office. Everything is done remotely through telehealth. This is so easy with their medical doctors. I'm telling you, I wish I found these guys a lot sooner because time is important to me and they have saved me a ton of time and a ton of money. Do what I did. Go to LowT99.com. That's LowT99.com. Again, LowT99.com. Time now for The Buzz. The Buzz is presented by Eric Cook at Farmers Insurance. The Cook Insurance Group, focused on people, not policies. Call today at 303-790-8089. That's 303-790-8089. Okay, let's go beyond the box score, except for one thing that we would see in the box score, and those are technical fouls. Barton and Cousins got into a shouting match during a timeout. Monte Morris got a technical foul after getting undressed on the court and throwing the ball at the stanchion that holds up the basketball net. Jokic got upset by being slapped in the ass by Gary Payton Jr. And then Jokic later on in the game, you alluded to this in the last segment, got thrown out of the game when he felt he was fouled. He was fouled, but he blew up and got kicked out of the game. And we have talked about this many, many times. Get under Jokic's skin, Mm -hmm. and that's a good thing. With that, let's start with Gary Payton Jr., not Steph Curry, not Clay Thompson, not Draymond Green, not one of his friends. I know Gary Payton is. Gary Payton Jr. is a bench role player. And to me, he showed tremendous lack of respect, tapping Jokic on the ass. I mean, who the hell is this guy? Seriously. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, how do you feel about the way Jokic reacted? He had a very human moment, and unfortunately, the Nuggets are so compromised roster-wise that they can't afford for the Joker to be human. They can't afford for him to get emotional because when he wasn't getting the calls, it just started to build. And I'll tell you, if I'm Steve Kerr, I tell my guys every single game, do something like that. Throw him off his game a little bit. Listen, when Draymond Green covered him, Draymond Green, and we'll get into this a little bit later on. Draymond Green's only 6'6", wingspan of 7 foot, but he held him to 3 of 13 shooting. So you agree that Jokic should have handled that differently, even though he was right in exploding on him. Yeah, I mean, and, and the thing is, very rarely when Jokic loses it, can I say, oh, that's that that's completely on him. I'm Given what he's enduring out there, I'm very empathetic to him because, I, honestly, I would probably I put myself in his shoes. I would, and play, having played basketball, obviously nowhere close to his level, but having played basketball and ha- I, I recognize the frustration that he has. I, I've, right. you know, I, I was a little point guard growing up, and I could get frustrated like that too. How much of these mental breakdowns do you put on coaching? <sighs> Not many. Either do I. Let me tell you why. 
Because if this was a habitual problem with the Nuggets mm-hmm. and them blowing up all the time, yeah. then I put it on coaching and I'd call them undisciplined. Listen, Boogie Cousins is Boogie Cousins. No one has ever, 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 ever able to been to control this guy. This is Even why he was Mal- available in the first place. And Malone coached mm-hmm. him. Yeah. So he knows what Boogie Cousins is. But here's the thing. And you know I love my analogies. <laughs> here's another one. <laughs> Let's do a cooking show. Okay? Us? Let- no, you and I are not going to do a cooking show. But on those cooking shows, we're going to make gumbo. Are you going to be in charge of the roux? No, but there's a there's a show called Chopped. Are you familiar with it? No, I'm not. Chopped is a show where you get a like four chefs get a basket of ingredients. They're all the same, okay, and they have to make something out of it. Okay. Right now, the basket is uneven than what Steve Kerr is getting. Steve Kerr is getting gourmet ingredients with curry and pool and. Thompson and yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. Right now, the basket that Malone is getting isn't very good. Isn't very good with perimeter defense. Doesn't have a lot of scoring. He might have the filet mignon, which is, which is Nikola Jokic. Mm-hmm. But all the other ingredients in the basket are not very good. But at the end of the day, it's a cooking show. And you have to cook with the ingredients that you have in your basket. What does Malone need to do to make a better dish with what he has? Or does he just say, this is what I have? And what does he need to do specifically? Because honestly, he has to do something. There's a great phrase that I was taught a long time as a kid by my parents. If you always do what you've always Mm -hmm. done, then you'll always get what you've always gotten. We saw the Nuggets jump out to a double-digit lead. And then the second quarter, they had a double-digit lead. It's That worked but it worked temporarily. Something needs to be done by Malone to change things up because that's his job. But the thing, uh, and the thing is, it has to be something where you accept there's going to be some sacrifice. Like, all right, you probably know who I'm talking about. No, I don't. I would play Bones Highland a lot more. Is that the only change you'd make? I would start there. Okay. I'd play, I'd play, but I, I would, I would actually put Bones into the starting lineup. I would com- I would completely I would change as much of the rotation as I could. I'd do more than that. See, I don't think Bones Highland is going to be your answer. He It's a nice yeah. start, but yeah. that's not your answer. You you're you're getting the thing is you're getting whipped with you're getting whipped anyway. I don't think putting Bones out I don't think putting Bones out there is going to make anything worse and at least what you'll do is you'll get him more experience. At this at this level of basketball, and let him know a little bit of what he needs to work on in the offseason. Okay, let me ask you something: Is it fair to say that if the Nuggets went with a three guard lineup, they probably still can't cover the perimeter because they don't have good perimeter defenders? Right. So you can go small lineup, quicker lineup, but they still can't cover those guys. Yeah. Is that fair to say? Yeah. So you know, what my answer is: You go with Boogie and Jokic. Because the Warriors are not big inside. Draymond Green cannot cover both guys. Then go with a bigger lineup and take your chances playing closer to the basket to get higher percentage shots. And then you just hope that Curry and Thompson and Poole are missing shots and you do your best to cover the perimeter. You have nothing to help you covering the perimeter. They just don't have those guys. So at least give yourself an advantage offensively by going bigger inside where they're not going to be able to cover you. 
That's just a suggestion. I'm not a basketball guru. I don't have years of expertise like so Mike are, Malone. Are you are you moving are you moving Gordon to the three or are you kicking him out of the starting lineup? I'm not necessarily kicking him out of the starting lineup. I'm saying I have two guys on the block. Period. And they're not moving. And you just pound them inside. It's very much the zig when the rest of the world is zagging. What do you mean? You don't you don't see many even though Jokic is not a traditional five. You don't see many two big looks like that. You don't, but anymore. That, but they're not big inside. So that's the way to beat them. Well, that's why I said you zig when they're zagging. Well, I, I get what I get what you're right saying. Right now, what they're doing isn't working anyway. So you might as well do something and see if it works. I mean, you have I, two more yeah. games to play it out. Minimum. I mean, I'd be completely messing with the ingredients. I, 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 right. I don't. I don't even care if having Monte Morris and Bones Highland means, in theory, you've got two ones out there. I'd consider that. I'd consider them in the backcourt. Yes, make Gordon your three. Yep, and then. Go big like that. I'm. Why not? That, what 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 you're doing? You can't. Okay, you can't do any worse, right? And that's you, my point. So you have nothing to lose right now. That's my point. That is Malone's job because what he currently has out there is not working. I understand you're sacrificing perimeter defense. No doubt. I get that. But even if you go three guards, you are sacrificing perimeter defense. Let's go back to the series in 2013 against Golden State. When when Lee went, was it Lee? Lee went David out. Lee went out after David Lee went out. Second game. And Mark Jackson went to a three-guard lineup. What did George Carl, Hall of Fame coach, do to adjust? Nothing. And he's a Hall of Fame coach. Malone has to try something new. Not because you're panicking, but you already know you have a decisive height advantage on the inside. Draymond Green's not going to cover both. And maybe even put Gordon closer to the hoop. And then you gobble up rebounds and all the misses that are consistently happening. Pound him inside. And maybe get Draymond Green into foul trouble. And get their big guys into foul. You got to do something because what you're doing is not working. Well, when it comes to baseball, long games don't work either. So minor league baseball has a plan through MLB. I totally understand that. And you know what? It looks like the plan is working and it's going to be implemented next year in major league baseball. What is it? That's next. Children. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. MyLifeSports.com. You can reach us. 
Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, not retail, but wholesale, go to rmfp.com. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending is presented by Low T99. Testosterone treatment made easy and affordable. For just $129 per month, they'll send you testosterone, supplies, and the price includes lab work. Go to LowT99.com. Okay, the implementation of a strict pitch clock across minor league baseball has shaved 20 minutes off of game times, dramatically speeding up the pace without having a huge effect on scoring as Major League Baseball is going to use a clock next season. Over the first 132 minor league games that included a 14-second clock with the bases empty, 18-second clock, runners on, the average game time was 2 hours and 39 minutes. In a control set of 335 games run without the clock to begin the season in minor league baseball, the games were 3 hours. With that, did you like the pitch clock idea before this data? Liked it before. Now that you have real numbers, what do you think of it now? Confirms what I thought was going to happen. Which is? That we we're gonna see, you're going to see games be a bit brisker than they were before. And what you're hope, hoping for. You're, you're just hoping to cut down the, the unnecessary downtime, right? And mm-hmm. it's not affecting the run production, right. according to this study. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll ask you. I, there was a time when I was a huge college basketball fan. Mm-hmm. And when you were born, there was no shot clock. And right. we, we had the famous North Carolina four corners offense. I, I, rem- that, I, rem- I, I remember some of this era. Okay. And the funny thing about the four corners offense was... Oh, explain what it is for okay. those that don't know. All right. Literally, you've got, obviously, five players on the at the offensive end of the court. Five minutes to go in the game, yeah. and your and, team's up by and 10. They, and it worked best against... Um, it worked best against the zone defense because the idea was four players would kind of, they weren't in the extreme corners, but they were spread out. Right. And then the point guard would penetrate. And the goal was either if the defense doesn't crash, you just kind of hold, you, you hold it. If the defense does crash, then you, then you have a back door and you have an easy layup. That was, it, there were, there were, there were two goals to that, but famous game, 1982, Number one versus number two, North Carolina versus Virginia, ACC championship Ralph game. Ralph Sampson. It, Ralph Sampson, Michael Jordan, James Worthy on the floor. Huge names. Carolina gets up by two points with about seven minutes to go. They're trying to, and they want to get Ralph Sampson out to chase. Right. And they go into the four corners. UVA refuses to chase, and Carolina contentedly holds the ball until the final minute. So here you have one versus two in a stare down with nothing happening. And the shot, not long after that, you saw on an experimental level shot clocks around conferences. And within three years, it was the national standard. Games have evolved over time over the last 50 years. Yeah. I know you. You will probably know this off the top of your head. Probably not. In the 1970s, <laughs> roughly, what was the play clock in the NFL? It's uh, 45 seconds. What is it now? It's, uh, it's, uh, it depends on inbounds, out of bounds, but it's, uh, you know, 40, it's 30 or 40 seconds. Much better. It P- is much pace, better. Pace of play. Uh-huh. Look at college basketball. 
look at even in the NBA game. The shot clock in the NBA goes back, I believe, to the 50s. Right, but it wasn't 24 seconds, Mm -hmm. right? I think it was 24 seconds in the 50s. Really? I believe so. The 24-second shot clock's been around a long, long time. With that, pace of play is important, and I think that in baseball, if you can make games two hours and 1954, by the way, was was 24-second shot clock. Yeah. Okay. With that, with the millennials hoping with Major League Baseball hoping millennials will be baseball fans and they are going from app to app on their phone and, you know, you, you put out a seven-minute video clip, anything on social media, you know those millennials don't have the patience to watch it, so mm-hmm. they have to be two minutes. You're going to bring in more fans. It's going to be a better pace of play. This is a great idea from the start. The data now backs it up. And I think you might even grow your game because of it. Oh, 100 percent. The thing with the the complaint about baseball isn't the game. It's the pace. It's the unnecessary pauses. You know who loses out on this? There's one big loser of pace of play for games. One big loser. People who love Yankees, Red Sox games that take four hours. Nope. The owners who are going to lose money in beer sales. Those are the guys who are going to lose money or Dippin' Dots or whatever it is. If, if you get the kids out of the park faster, yeah. they can't buy more garbage to stuff into their system that the parents feel obligated to buy in order to keep the kids' attention. It's, part, it's actually for a lot of kids. It's 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 kind of part of the experience. For I can say this, like I have have a, a nine year old daughter. Baseball, it's a game that happens to have a county fair attached to it. Right. 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 And part of the experience that she likes is and and that and like that we that other kids that have gone because you know we it's a lot of we've had a lot of. Char- days with Charlotte and her friends at the ballpark over the years, and very much it's it, it's the county fair aspect. And oh, by the way, you might see some dingers, right? Right. You might see dinger here in Denver, but you might see some home runs. And when those happen, and the fountains fire up, and every and it's exciting. Finally, baseball has taken itself out of the dark ages, and I understand they expanded the playoffs, and that was all good. I get that. But now they've done something really beneficial to potentially grow their game. They have, and there's one more real thing quick that I want to get in there. Getting the pace of play right is helpful. They need to be better on social media because baseball has a sport. Well, that's a whole other topic. That's a whole other topic. But they have a sport that can be distilled into 30 to 60 second clips, right? Like, okay. Like here's a here's a montage of the filthiest pitches that Clayton Kershaw threw last night. Sure. Baseball like baseball actually has a sport that if they get the pace of play right and they distill it right in terms of how they promote it, it can be very relevant to Mace, the younger generation. Mace, you're giving them too much credit. Baby steps. Baby, baby, baby steps. Well, I mean these, if, these guys don't know how if, to they, If what, I know this, how come they don't know it? They don't. Uh they, they don't, they don't get it. And again, it's mm-hmm. affecting their beer sales. What do we have coming up on Mountain High Appliance, just in case you missed it? We'll keep it to uh, talk about the Diamond, the Colorado Rockies securing a member of their pitching staff for a long-term extension. And also, uh, I want to get into a little something about 
hometown uh, crowds here at the games in Colorado. I was at the Avs game last night. A lot of Caps fans in attendance. We'll talk about that on the other side right here on Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason on Mile High Sports. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us at mileisports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. Time now for the final word. The final word. Presented by Greenfield's Pool and Sports Bar in Lakewood. Greenfield's has everything under one roof, including the best happy hour in town. Two for one wine, well, and drafts from 3 until 7 p.m. Just in case you missed it. Presented by Mountain High Appliance, Colorado's favorite appliance store for 25 years in Louisville, Colorado Springs, and now open in their new store in Littleton. Go to mountainhighappliance.com. Just in case you missed it earlier this afternoon, the Colorado Rockies and left-handed pitcher Kyle Freeland agreed to a five-year, $64.5 million contract extension. The 28-year-old starting pitcher has a 4.28 ERA in 126 career games and was fourth in NL Cy Young voting back in 2018. This is a good move by Bill Schmidt and the Rockies to secure the hometown kid long-term. I mean, I know people may look at the $64.5 million and say, uh, wow, that's a lot. That's actually pretty reasonable for a mid-to-back-of-the-rotation starter like Kyle Freeland. I mean, he's not an ace. He's not consistent enough to be an ace. But he's somebody who isn't spooked by Coors Field, isn't spooked by the transition of Coors Field and then going out on the road. And... I think you get that for less than $13 million a year. This actually is a pretty reasonable deal for the Rockies to make. For starters, he's making less money than John Gray yeah. is going to make. When you look at his overall salary, it's anywhere between 30 to 40 in terms of highest paid pitchers in Major League Baseball. He also wants to stay here. And Bill Schmidt certainly learned this from Dan O'Dowd, who famously wanted to sign guys through their final two arbitration years and into free agency. So what this deal does is it eats up two years of arbitration, which if he plays well, he's really going to get paid in arbitration. And then you eat up his first three years of free agency. But to your point, he likes it here. He is from here. And free agent pitchers aren't lining up to come here to Colorado. So you might as well keep your homegrown guy especially for a cost that is beyond reasonable. It was an excellent move by Bill Schmidt. Even if Freeland suffers a career-ending injury tomorrow, it was still a terrific and smart move. No doubt. And you know, it's funny. Like He had that year back, it was 2018, where he was fourth in the Cy Young voting. Has he been the same since then? No. But at this point now... Once he overcame that stretch that got him sent down to Albuquerque, 
three years ago, you've known what you're getting with him. Right. You're you're going to get a guy who more often than not is going to go. He's going to go five plus innings. He's going to give you a chance. And look, that's again twelve to thirteen million dollars a year is the going rate for back for mid to back of the rotation pitchers who are coming up to contract time. I think it's a. I just think it's a really fair deal. And like you said, he wants to be here. A lot right. of pitchers don't want to be here. No, they, they don't. get they're on the first plane out. Right. Kyle Freeland doesn't free that feel that way in part because he's a, he's from from Thomas Jefferson High School. So and he's grown. He he knows again. He knows what he's getting into. I, I like I, I I like this. Is is this being criticized by the way by some people on social media? I haven't seen the reaction. No to idea, it. but Danny, it, should, what, what it shouldn't you, be. Danny, what's the the thumb on the pulse? How are people? Responding um, a to lot this? of what I've seen has been pretty positive. Okay. A lot of people saying they like the deal for both sides. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's great to keep a keep a homegrown prospect mm-hmm. in the system. Yeah, it's 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 very fair. And he'll be on the bump tonight for the Colorado Rockies, taking on the Philadelphia Phillies and Kyle Gibson pitching Mm -hmm. for Philly. Uh, The Rockies were the lone bright spot last night in Colorado (laughs) sports, as we've talked at length about the Nuggets' embarrassing loss to the Warriors. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the Avalanche had a tough one against the Washington Capitals, who were in town. I was at that Avalanche game. A 3-2 victory for the Capitals, and a lot of fans in there rocking the red and rooting for the Washington Capitals. I've noticed similar split crowds, of course, at Rockies and Nuggets games. I haven't been to a regular season Broncos game, uh, so I don't know how that is, but I don't think it's the same for Broncos games. Uh, There were a lot of Philadelphia Eagles fans in there back in November when the Eagles came in. Of course, the Eagles... When, when a team like that, when they come in once every eight years, every Eagles fan in the region is going to try to be there. And there is something I even noticed. I, I noticed that like when uh, the Lightning comes in and plays uh, the Avalanche, there are not a lot of people who have relocated from Tampa like me. But basically, every there there are enough transplants here that every team has at least a four figure total of diehard fans in this area. Who are going to make a point to show up at a game like like last night? They're, you know, the Caps fans. Okay, they have one shot. They're all going to be they were they're all going to be there last night. So it doesn't surprise me. I'm going to make a prediction right now. Remember, I said this when we do the show on Friday. There will be large and loud chance of MVP MVP in Thursday night's game at Ball Arena when Steph Curry is standing at the line. Because about a third of those fans will be Warriors fans. Yeah. And you're going to see a lot of Warriors jerseys. And if Golden State's playing well, like they have over the last two games, and Curry is standing in that line early in the game, certainly late in the game, if the Nuggets are getting blown out again, you will hear an MVP chant for Steph Curry. No doubt. And some of that is the fact that the Warriors were successful in the last decade, picked up a lot of fans. And some of it is that a lot of that's part of the general California to Colorado migration. A lot of Bay Area people are here and they're diehard Dubs fans. Is there anything that the teams can do to combat that? Or is it just purely yeah. a fact that as a transplant city, you're not going to get a really true home crowd for, for a lot of these teams? Well, NFL for teams. Especially the big games uh, mm-hmm. with high level teams and teams with large fan bases. NFL teams have tried to do that. 
by saying you cannot purchase a ticket if you don't have a local credit card. However, that doesn't take away a StubHub or a SeatGeek where it is secondary market and then you can buy it and you, and you can be, and it doesn't matter what your zip code is. Well, remember in the playoffs, the Rams tried that for the NFC Championship game, mm-hmm. that you had to have a SoCal zip code. Right. And that did not prevent 49ers fans from taking over that stadium. Right. To the tune of about 70% of the crowd was wearing red in the Rams' house. This is not a knock on Denver sports fan. It is not. But this is not Boston. This is not New York. This is not Chicago. This is not Philadelphia. Because if you are an opposing fan in one of those cities and you start cheering, you're going to be lucky to make it out without at least a couple of scrapes on your body. They will pound you. Denver, we're really nice about it. That's just kind of who we are. I mean, I'm from Chicago. I'm not that nice. But people from Denver... You know, look at when the Pittsburgh Steelers come to town. How about the, you were there. How about the 2005 uh, AFC championship game? Oh, yeah. I, I, I was having, um, I was having breakfast the, the day of the game with a good friend of mine, Andrew Stocky, long time mm-hmm. Pittsburgh sportscaster. And I said to him, I, I'm really afraid to see all the terrible towels. Yeah. And they were rampant during that game. This is something that was unthinkable to Denver sports fans 25, 30 years ago. But it's become part of the the DNA now. Um, I think I remember it was in 2015, the year the Broncos won the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. The Minnesota game, more so than the Green Bay game, the Minnesota game when the Vikings came in, there were swaths of purple around the stands. And I remember I think Teddy Bridgewater threw a touchdown pass, and when they it was loud for the Vikings in the middle of a Broncos Super Bowl run. Teddy last, Bridgewater threw a touchdown pass at Empower Field. Believe, Which team was it for again? I believe it was for the, yeah, I believe for the Vikings. That's what I thought. That was Mountain High Appliance, <laughs> just in case you missed it. You can walk in any store and you can try out the appliances before you buy them, not to mention, when you make a purchase like that, you're going to have a lot of questions. You want to work with people who can help you design an entire kitchen, get you something to fit your budget. Not one refrigerator fits all, not one stove fits all. You want to get what you want. And you want to work with people who can point you in the right direction. That's what you're going to get from Mountain High Appliance. You can find them in Louisville, Littleton. You can also find their clearance center in Denver. Coming up after the break, Pat Sertan, Tim Patrick, Draymond Jones all met the media today. And they all had one common theme. What was it? That's next.